0: Hello, everyone. I'm Pastor Rick Hawkins of Quest Church in Norman, Oklahoma. I want to thank you all for joining us today. This podcast is going to be informative, insightful, and inspirational for your life. Listen every week because we'll have a special word just for you. But Matthew chapter 4 and verse number 1, Giovanna was so correct. been a long time. I think the last time I saw hunger for revival, that many people being delivered and filled with the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lance and Brandy, for coming, your family come for coming. But uh, since I've seen that, it was probably in South Africa. And then before that was our church in San Antonio. And that kind of thing is about to be birthed here. Matthew chapter four, verse one, then was Jesus led up of the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil the spirit will never lead you into into the wilderness and without a word he'll never lead you into the wilderness without a word verse 2 when Jesus had fasted 40 days and 40 nights he was afterward hungered and when the tempter came to him he said if you be the son of God command these stones to be made bread and Jesus answered he answered and said notice the Bible doesn't say and Jesus said he answered and said this is the correct response it is written man shall not live By bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. I'm going to preach this morning a message entitled, It's Time to Proceed. Say that to three people around you. It's Time to Proceed. Can we pray one last time? Joanna's prayed, I've prayed, Josh has been healed. Now let me pray for you. Lift your hands. Father, I pray for the people in the sanctuary that they receive what you have for them to receive today. Help me to preach things I did study and help me to preach things I did not study. Help them to hear things that I do not say. In other words, Holy Spirit, speak. We need a word. Have your way. Every generational curse is broken. Any generational spirit that is demonic, any off spirit, any evil spirit is bound and rebuked in Jesus' name. Have your way now, Lord. And everyone said, praise the Lord. Can you give him one more praise before you sit down? High five somebody and tell them it's on. Amen. The Message Bible, I love the Message Bible, reads verse 4 on this wise. It takes more than bread to stay alive. It takes more than bread to stay alive. It takes a steady stream of words from God's mouth. It takes a steady stream of words from God's mouth. Man does not live by bread alone. Bread would be a sustenance or a substance that would sustain you. If bread sustains you, then what does the word do? Every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. I'm going to work on that for a moment, the word Proceed means to come forth from a source. I've learned something about God. When God speaks, he may speak in the way of intimacy. But how he speaks will always be intentionally. In other words, when God speaks, he speaks for purpose and on purpose. Say it another way, God never wastes words. It means to move forward especially after a certain point. Proceed means to be in the process of being accomplished. The word proceed means to carry on an action. To carry on an action. River it's just something else, my son, my little 18-month-old son. I'm not sure where he learned this little game. It may be blues clues. I don't know. But he wants you to move. And he will tell you, move. He will get your hands and move. And then he will say, freeze. And if you don't freeze, he'll grab you. And he'll say, freeze, freeze. And then you freeze. And then he says, go. Continue. And I was thinking about that this morning as I was preparing this word. And many of us are moving, but we forget to freeze when God says freeze. We forget to stop when he says stop. But more than that, oftentimes we get stuck in the freeze and we don't listen when he says go. Proceed means to continue after the pause. To continue after an interruption. There's a purpose in every pause. If God puts a pause on your pace, it's for a reason. If he tells you to wait, believe me, there's strength he's giving in your waiting period that's gonna sustain you for your next season. So when I was preparing this word, I thought to myself, we must hear not only what God has said, but also what God is saying. I'll give you an example. Abraham tells, uh, God tells Abraham, sacrifice your son, the one you love. You know the story. When Abraham goes up the mountain, he is about to sacrifice his son and God speaks and says, Abraham, Abraham, and the angel stayed Abraham's hand. If Abraham was not listening for what God was saying now, and he was only operating on what God hath said then he would have missed his provision and killed his son. When I saw that, I heard God say, many people know my word, but they don't know my voice. You've memorized scripture, but you don't know how to hear the spirit. And that's why the book of Revelation says time and again, he that hath ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Not what God has said, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. It's interesting to me that people Come to hear the word of God on Sundays, basically for inspiration, and there's nothing wrong with that. We come here and we sit in chairs, and preachers or teachers or motivational speakers stand on pulpits, and it seems as though there's more motivational speakers in this generation than there are preachers. But regardless, they they stand and they speak, and we feel motivated or inspired. But here's the dynamic that includes a polarization. There's another kind of person that comes to church that says, I have to hear a word from God today because I don't need inspiration. I need instruction. Yeah, I don't need just to be encouraged. I need direction for my life. And I believe if I can sit up underneath the word of God, God would say something to me and I can say with the psalmist, keep not silent, oh God. I need to hear from you. Peter was so adamant about receiving the words from Jesus Christ that when Jesus asked him, will you too forsake me? Peter said, where would we go? You have the words of eternal life. You give the narration of our destiny. I'm afraid if I'm too far from you, I might not hear what you are saying. If we have that kind of magnetic gravitational pull to the anointing that Christ provides, then we would be on track more often and taking less detours in our life. Lord, give us a hunger for your word. What? are you saying? And not just what are you saying universally, but what are you saying to me? I dare you to lift one hand and say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. See, Zedekiah says to Jeremiah in chapter 37 and 17 of the book of Jeremiah, Zedekiah the king sent and took him out and the king asked the prophet secretly and said, Is there any word from the Lord? All preachers would grasp the responsibility of standing behind this sacred desk and speaking to the saints of God. You would not be learning sermons from books that you bought from the bookstore. You would be bringing the word that God gave you while you were in your prayer closet. Oh, from all for more preachers that would preach what they're hearing more than what they studied in a book. Is there any word from the Lord? What is God saying right now? Isaiah said it like this in chapter 55 and verse 11. He says, so shall my word be that goes forth, that proceeds out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing. It shall prosper in the thing whereto I sin it. Study that verse of scripture. The word that comes out of my mouth, the word that proceeds from my mouth, shall not come back unto me empty of its purpose. It will not come back to me void. It will not come back to me as if it was worthless when I sent it, but it shall accomplish. It will make advance the thing which I sent it to. It will prosper in that thing, which means it will push it forward. Some of you wanna move forward in life but you're not open enough to receive a word of God that will push you out of your complacency and into your cause in the earth. No one wants to be leaned on anymore. No one wants to be pushed on anymore. We are in a complacent mode most of the time wanting somebody to placate us with words of comfort and ease and all of that, but the word of God is a pushing word. It will prosper in you. It will push you forward. Somebody shout praise the Lord right there. See, there is a right now word that is present for a ready people that are responsible enough to recognize it when it shows up and respond to it when it's spoken. I just said a mouthful and I'm gonna slow down for you to get the impact. There is a right now word. That is present for a ready people. That are responsible enough to recognize it and respond to it. It's called present truth. Verse 4 of chapter 4 of the book of Matthew. Jesus answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Everyone say a proceeding word. I'm going to give you several things that a proceeding word does for people who have the ability to recognize it and are responsible enough to receive it proceeding word does several things and y'all forgive my voice I have been preaching a lot you know what I feel a certain spiritual resistance to this word here so y'all sit there and just enjoy yourself and look at your phone for a minute and let me deal with this devil let me deal with this devil because I didn't come to be practical with you today I came to be spiritual with you. My Bible tells me spirit calls on the spirit. So, Father, right now, I speak to every principality, power, ruler, in heavenly places that have set themselves on this property today, that have set themselves even on automobiles in this parking lot, that demons that are walking around out here on our land. Lord, I just speak to all of them right now and I exercise the authority that you've given me and I tell every demon, every devil, every principality, every power in the heavenly places that you are rebuked in the name of Jesus and upon my rebuke of you, there is a release in God's people. Satan, I adjure you in Jesus' name. To lose the mind and the hearts and the lives of God's people. We will not lose a teenager to suicide. We will not lose another marriage to adultery. Father, we speak against every attack of the enemy. I speak a safe house environment in this place right now because when you are in the atmosphere, your announcements are productive so Lord fix the atmosphere so your announcements can go forth if y'all can receive that and believe it with me can I get a church to respond by giving God some radical praise come on can you give God some radical praise bless your name Jesus Lord send an apostolic anointing in here today in Jesus name First thing, the first thing a proceeding word from God does is it releases you from confinement. The first thing a proceeding word from God does is it releases you from confinement. The word proceeding also means to be discharged. In other words, it has the expression of being discharged, not just from the mouth, but for the purpose of discharging. So when God releases a word, a proceeding word, it is to discharge you from or release you from any confinement in your life. Woo! I was reminded of Psalm 105 verse 17 that God sent a man before them, Joseph, who was sold for a servant, whose feet they hurt with fetters. He was laid in iron. Joseph was in confinement, but verse 19 says, until the time that his word came. He was in confinement until the time that his word came. The word of the Lord tried him. Verse 20, the king then sent and loosed him even the ruler of the people and let him go free. He made him Lord of his house and ruler of all of his substance. He's just trying to obey God. He's just trying to fulfill God's will and he ends up on lockdown. Many of you have had dreams. You've had visions that have come from God. And it seems like the more you try to follow what God showed you, the more the enemy tries to keep you in confinement. He tries to stop you. He tries to lock you down. But I came by to tell you, you are about to receive a word that is gonna knock every chain off your life and undo every lock that the enemy is trying to put on you. Many of you have had dreams and visions Joseph's dream what this? we always preach Joseph's dream when I was studying this morning I heard the Holy Ghost say people need to stop preaching Joseph's dream and start preaching Joseph's word Whew. his dream is what God spoke to him are y'all with me today? start living on the word what did God say to you? what did God tell you? That word becomes a revelation. That revelation becomes a vision. That vision becomes a dream. Not to tantalize you. Not to play the carrot in front of the rabbit to keep you running. No. God shows you something and says something to you that he can fulfill it in your life. Many of you have put those dreams, those revelations, those visions, which is a word from God on the shelf. But today, we came to snatch that word back off the shelf and tell you if God spoke it to you, you will enjoy it in Jesus' name. Some of you would already be there if you weren't locked down in the prison of addiction. If you didn't have soul ties in your life and relationship with people you ought not be having a relationship with, you would already be there. That is confinement. That is lockdown. If you wasn't participating in things that kept you in a vicious cycle, going in circles instead of in a forward direction, you've attached yourself to stuff that have you on lockdown, entertaining demons. When I was studying this morning, I had some worship music on. And I thought, God, you're really speaking to me right now. And the Lord spoke to me and said, because of the atmosphere. Don't miss this. Nobody likes music more than me. Country music especially. Give me some Merle Haggard. I'm down with it. Hank Jr., I'm down with that. But let me tell you something. If I want to hear from God, I'm not about to cut on. It's just a family tradition. Y'all not hear me. Why do you drink? Why do you smoke? I'm not gonna put that on if I wanna hear from God. God said, I can speak freely to you right now, Rick Hawkins, because the atmosphere in your office is right, but many of you are so attached, to perverted atmospheres that you can't receive a prefer, a prophetic word from God. The prophetic and perversion can't operate in the same atmosphere. You can't be inboxing your soulmate that you're soul tied to and hearing from God at the same time. You can't be participating in adultery and receiving the announcements of God at the same time. I break every chain, every addiction, every off relationship, spirit of adultery, spirit of pharmacia, everything like that. I bind it in Jesus' name. That's why the devil is fighting so hard against this word because he wants to keep you bound. Throw both hands up and shout, I'm free, I'm free, I'm free. Tell your neighbor, that's my word right there. That's my word. Man, I'm going to say, I'm going to flow with the Holy Ghost. Some of y'all ain't all the way in it. You're just entertaining it. Some of you are not involved. You're interested. Halt. Stop. Put the brakes on in Jesus' name. Tell that joker, don't call me no more. You knew what he wanted when he contacted you. Tell him, do not call me again. Don't contact me again because all you're doing is creating more ties that's gonna keep you in confinement. Adultery don't happen like that. Adultery is the culmination of many intimate moments that are inappropriate in life. Boy, it's getting quiet in this sanctified church. Like, oh, y'all are so holy. No, I'm gonna bind every devil today. A proceeding word will release you from confinement. See, if we was preaching the word of God, what is God saying? Then people with generational curses attached to their life that are living just like their grandfather lived in the same sin, the same promiscuity, the same vortex as their grandfather and their daddy. When you preach a proceeding word from God, they'll run to that altar to get them chains knocked off of them. They'll run up there to get a curse broken. Number two, a proceeding word moves you forward to project or cast forward, to advance or to accelerate. Woo! Some of you not in confinement. you just stuck. You're not moving in any way. Well, I could say a lot about it. Proceed, proceed means to project or cast you forward to advance or to accelerate it literally means to, pro- to accelerate the progress of your growth to move forward to raise to a higher rank when I got there in my study this morning and prayer I heard the Holy Ghost tell me to tell you to prepare yourself so for a socio-economic shift now some of you are going to understand what that means Some of you are not. Coming out of a a pandemic, inflation and everything else going on in the world, God's going to distinguish many of you because of your persistency, because of your consistency, and because of your obedience. God's going to use you as an illustration to to, 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 uh, exemplify his faithfulness in the earth. He's going to promote you in companies that everybody else is going to look at. Why him? Why her? And it's going to be the favor of God that's going to move you forward and to a higher rank. I'm not here to flatter you or blow smoke at you. I'm here to tell you that God is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Somebody ought to shout, I'm moving to a higher place to bring forward in time to make earlier than originally planned I'm going to say it again a proceeding word moves you forward to bring forward in time to make earlier than originally planned it's the hastening of the process to bring about a desired end In other words, what took six months, it's gonna take six weeks. There's about 20 people getting this thing here. A proceeding word speeds the process up. There is a word that doesn't just call you forward, it casts you forward. Deuteronomy says in chapter one, verse six, the Lord our God has said to us at Horeb, which means a waste place or wasting time, You have stayed there long enough. Break, camp, and advance. He doesn't call you forward. He casts you forward. Horeb means waste place, wasting time. Some of you have been in the same place in your life, a waste place where you're just wasting time. And God says, I'm calling you forward and I'm casting you forward into your future and I'm gonna do it at the speed of light. I'm gonna accelerate. I'm going to accelerate your purpose in the earth. He brought me to Amos 9:13. Behold, the days come, says the Lord, that the plowman shall overtake the reaper and the treader of grapes, him that sows seed. Did you hear what that says? The reaper is going to overtake the sower. Sometimes God takes time out of the equation. Not for you, for him. When I saw that, the Lord spoke to me in these words. I will never accelerate anything that is not committed to progress. I will never accelerate anything that's not committed to progress. I will not accelerate anything that is not committed to progress. Then he came back and said, I will not accelerate anyone that does not believe my principles and practice them I will not accelerate anyone who does not believe my principles and practice them who got the advance the reaper and the sower why because they was practicing a principle if I plant seed I'll reap a harvest, talk back to me. Some of y'all are looking at me at a, bu- like a, you're looking at me like a mule looking at a new gate. Is there any hungry people in here? I ain't trying to trick you. I'm giving you God's word right here. Wake up and say amen. Wake up and say preach in the building, pastor. Good God and mercy. I ain't a first Baptist today. I'm a quest, Holy Ghost filled, power packed, sanctified. He said, I will not accelerate anything that is not committed to progress. The question is, are you the same person the same place you was five years ago, still dealing with the same marital issues, still dealing with the same habits, still dealing with the same strongholds mentally, or are you committed to move forward? If God sees you take one step, two steps, God will push you into your prophetic future. Some of you have been after something for a long time and God told me to tell you because you've been consistent at the practice and at the principle and you're committed to progress, get ready to enjoy your prophetic future. You're not years from it. You're not months from it. You could be weeks from it. You could be days from it. If I'm that person and I know that I'm that close, you ain't gonna get me just sitting there like it don't matter. I'm gonna run. Woo! The third thing a preceding word does. It relieves you of every burden in your life to discharge or to relieve of burdens or unwanted content. Now that's an internet phrase. Unwanted content is when there's stuff out there on you, you don't want on you. Stuff people have seen and heard that you have worried about. Here's your word from the Holy Ghost. I'll take care of the content if you take care of your character. I'll take care of your past if you will take care of your future. I dare you to praise him like you are right there. The burden is coming off of you. The burden is coming off. The burden is... You ain't gonna be walking around like this no more carrying a heavy burden. But today, God removes the burden from your life. A proceeding word delivers you from a burden. Tell somebody the burden is gone. The burden is gone. Life should not be a drudgery. Life should not be endured. Life should be enjoyed. You should wake up every morning. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end, but they knew every morning. Great is your faithfulness. You ought to wake up every day and say, thank God for his faithfulness. Thank God for his mercy he carries me he leads me he covers me he guides me he removes every burden from my life he removes the weight of life from me jesus said take my yoke upon you and learn of me my yoke is easy and my burden is light if there's been a burden on you you ought to give god a praise right now let take. Word takes the burden off of you. Isaiah 62.10 says remove the burden or remove the stone. Whew. Remove the weight. Listen to it. To shed something that has been draped on you. To put an end to one thing. Get off. Who got a coat I can borrow? Give me something in here. Give me something. Gerald, can I use your coat? Thank you. To, to, drape, to, drape, to drape something on you. Thank you, Gerald. You drape. This is what the enemy wants to do. To drape something on you. Are you hearing me? Well, watch this. This means put an end to what has been draped on you. And you say this with Isaiah, I have put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. If you want the burden off, put the praise on. If you want the burden off, put the praise on. If you want the weight off, put the praise on. on. You want the heaviness gone. Put the praise on. I dare you to take 15 seconds and praise him till you feel something fall off you. Praise him until you feel something drop off of you. I'm going to preach this whole word and then we'll start a series after. Everybody shout, get off me, get off me, get off me. I heard the Holy Ghost say my people are carrying too much. Holy Ghost spoke to me and said there are times that God will remove you from situations and people. But there are times that God will remove situations and people from you. You to question when God tells somebody else to leave your life. Learn the art of saying later. Goodbye. Quit wondering why. Is something wrong with me? Why don't they like me? Don't worry about that. You just be you. If they left, they wasn't supposed to be with you. And if they're supposed to be with you, they can't stay gone. There are times. That God will tell you to remove yourself. And then there are times that God will tell you to remove stuff from you. You do it. God is good. Awake, put on your strength, O Zion, put on your garments of praise, O Jerusalem, and loose yourself. Loose yourself from the bands that are around your neck. Oh, I don't want to preach like this right here, but I can't help myself. Loose yourself from the weights and the burdens that the enemy tries to put around your neck. One point that same prophet says, shake yourself. Wake up, Zion. Listen, you are not called to accept everything and everybody that comes in your life. Number four, and I'm done. Woo! Proceeding word gives you a rebound in life. Man shall not live by bread alone, but man shall live. You shall what? Say it again. Say it again. One more time. You shall live By every word that he says to you, bread, you sustain me, but you don't give me life. You meet a physical need. Thank God for fried catfish, thank God for buttermilk biscuits. Thank God for collard greens. Thank God for turnip greens. Thank God for jambalaya, etouffee, boudin. Thank God. But that does not give me life. That makes my stomach full. Makes me sleepy. But I shall live by the word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. i wake up every day and say, God, what word do you have for breakfast? What word do you have for lunch? What word do you have for dinner? Man shall not live by bread alone, by by every word, word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. To live is to be lively, to be quick and bouncy, Many people are alive, but they're not lively. They exist with no essence. You're breathing, you ain't doing nothing. You got the same crappy routine. You get up, go to work, come home, complain to your wife, mad about CNN and Fox News, ABC, NBC, CBS, even ESPN because your football team lost. You're mad at everything and the dog. You don't like how the dog lays there. You're mad at everything. You are alive, but you're not lively. That's how churches are today. They're breathing oxygen in buildings, but there ain't no fire in the atmosphere. They're breathing air in sanctuaries, but there's not no spirit moving through the church. We're alive, but we ain't lively. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. I know I'm keeping you over time, but I ain't stopping till I've done 1 Peter 2, 5 says you are lively stones built up to a spiritual house that is a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices. Spiritual, 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 spiritual. Quit being so human. Quit being so fleshly. Do you know what a toil it is? Do you know what a task it is? For preachers to get up on Sunday, Saturday, Friday, and they're begging God for a word, digging in the soil of the Word of God for something He's saying, not just reading a scripture and finding three little cute points points and giving a poem at the end. Good God of mercy. You are spiritual. The Father is seeking those who will worship him in spirit. You are a spiritual being having a human experience. Why are you letting your experience dominate your spirit? It takes spirit to hear spirit. The preacher ought not be the only one in the office praying in the Holy Ghost for an hour and a half. You ought to be in your living room praying in the Holy Ghost for an hour and a half. So when you get here to hear the word of God, you can receive something that applies to you right now. And it's gonna make a difference for your entire life. Lively people. It means quick to rebound and quick to respond. Ain't nothing worse than when you know you're preaching prophetically and ain't nobody saying nothing. That's why the early church called it, and you can read it prophetically. You can read it in Ezekiel. You can read it in Nehemiah. When they read the law, the people mourned. Nehemiah told Ezra, Quit reading the law, you're making them cry. The joy of the Lord is their strength. Make them lively, man. Here's a builder rebuking a scribe. Quit killing them with the letter of the law. Give them something that calls joy. Give them something to make them lively. I guarantee you one thing, it, that game yesterday, you had that OU jersey on and every time OU scored, I bet you didn't sit there and go. I know y'all. Y'all start screaming boomer. almost State Cowboys. Bow, bow, bow. You come to church, and we tell you you serve the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. He has a word for your life right now that's gonna change everything that's going on, and you gonna sit there. Everyone shout four times. Lively, lively, lively. lively. I'm more than alive. I am lively <laughs> Quick to rebound, quick to respond. Jesus sitting there. I, I, I'm going to go off now. See Jesus sitting there eating in the lady, you know the lady comes there and she's, she asks for you know, to him to heal her daughter and then Jesus said, we don't give our bread to dogs. You know what the Bible says? She quickly responded. Read the Bible. She quickly responded and said, yeah, but even the dogs get the crumbs off the table. That girl wasn't even getting a full course meal. She just wanted a crumb. I come in here giving you a dessert, an appetizer, and a steak. Responding quickly,
1: not only responding
0: quickly to the word, but responding quickly to the helm of your purpose. The helm is the steering wheel of a ship. When you get a preceding word, it puts you back in your position of steering, not sitting, but steering. What now, God? What now? What now, God? What now? Rebound. Somebody tell your neighbor, I got some serious bounce back in me, honey they didn't hear you tell that other person on the other side, I got some serious bounce back. If you throw me down from here, I ain't coming back to here. If you release me, Coach Tony, from here, I ain't coming back to here. If you throw me down from here, I'm going way up there. And the enemy has thrown some of you down and you're trying to get back where you were. I said, no, just because he threw you down, you're going to a place you have never been. Tell the devil, you should have never messed with me. Say it twice, bounce back, bounce back. For a just man falls seven times and he rises up again. Don't don't matter how many times you hit the ground, you bounce back. A proceeding word gives you a rebound in life. How can somebody come in here that's been slammed to the ground by the devil, a preacher preach, and they not get a rebound? I can tell you how. There ain't no power in the Holy Ghost in the buildings. I did not come in here to tell you how to deal with your problem logically analytically or psychologically go to a, talk to a counselor about that they'll help you and I believe in them God bless them but I ain't your counselor I'm your preacher and I came to prophesy you out of your past into your future shout it again watch me bounce back baby watch me bounce back there are three people, watch me bounce back. I got some elasticity in my faith. You know what I equate? You know what I equate? Woo! Holy Ghost, come in the building. Hey! See, the law of gravity says what goes up, but the law of the spirit says what goes. Come on, Holy Ghost. You know what I equate rebound to? Momentum shift. Momentum shift. If you ever play football, there ain't nothing like a good interception when you're losing. Right? Did y'all watch Alabama and Texas yesterday? Of course you didn't. You hate Texas. Texas should have beat them, Texas dominated them the whole game. And then suddenly, Alabama started playing Alabama football. They went back to what they knew. I'm going to talk about it. They started playing Alabama football, and suddenly you could feel in a moment. You know what the root word moment is for? Momentum. It took a moment to shift the momentum if you came in here hungry for a word from God like that right there proceeding word from God like that right there in a moment there would be a momentum shift in your destiny you came in here under the the weight taking a beating but you got a word and you said here's my bounce back tell your neighbor here's my bounce back I was texting with my brother and he said, boy, we were rooting for Texas. We can't stand Alabama. See them shoes? You see them shoes? That's purple and gold. My team is in trouble. They've been in trouble. But I'm believing God for a rebound. That's why I put these shoes on so I can get Satan under my feet. Go Tigers. And I I said, he called me, he said, man, they got them beat. I said, come on, man, beat Alabama, please. Beat their pants off of them. Beat them bad. I was about to cry. I said, God, let Texas beat Alabama. If they would have won that game, I'd still be dancing in my living room. Not because they Texas, but because they Alabama. And My brother said, they got them, man. I said, brother, they scored too early. You don't leave a minute and 30 seconds on the clock with Nick Saban on the other sideline. That's too much time. And you know the end of the story. Well, let me tell you something. Satan should have never left you with time. Y'all just missed the word. You just missed your preceding word. He should have never left you with time on your clock. Tell your neighbor, I'm about to bounce back and get this victory. I got one more drive. I got one more push. I got one more strategy. If you want to do great things in your life, be a rebounder proceeding word will give a rebound to your life. 3 ka Woo. Woo. The spirit makes intercession Romans chapter 8 for you. That when you do not know what to pray Here's what you do know. You know that everything works together for the good of those that love God. Here's what you don't know. You don't know how to pray. That's why you need the Holy Ghost. Because the Holy Ghost makes intercession for you according to the will of God. You can be down, defeated, depressed, despondent, discouraged in the dark, it doesn't matter. You start praying in the spirit. You can start feeling your energy, your momentum, your strength, and then you get up and you say, Uh uh-uh, uh, devil. Some of y'all have been fighting for your life. Some of you have been down, heavy. All these things we talked about today. Depressed, discouraged, all of those things. Here's what the Lord promised me: I will put deliverance in your altar. Watch this. In every service for the rest of the year. Some of y'all think that means if you come to the altar that we're going to cast 19 devils out of you. That's not what that means. Deliverance just means God snatches you out of your problem. He snatches you away from your situation. Listen. Learn to live by what he says a proceeding word is a word that flows from God to you can I tell you for five months I sat in this city debating and arguing with God about not coming to this church in this city and told him flat out I don't care what they say I don't care what they offer until you say it I'm staying my narrow hips in San Antonio I was in that embassy suites right over there in one of them robes. I got a call from three of these elders and said, I want to talk to you. They come talk to me. I got up, I walked away. I told them I can't commit. But I got up and walked away, prayed, and I heard God say, you're not going there. I'm sending you there. Now when you get a word like that, Come hell or high water, opinions, mad people, it don't matter. When you know God said, there Ain't nothing gonna move you away. And some of you need a word right now. Come to this. Office.